Hello and welcome to the Sensing the Wild podcast. My name is Lee Nicholson and I am your presenter. I work for a community interest company called Going for Independence, which is based in the Redcar and Cleveland area in the beautiful northeast of England. We work with people with sight loss and other disabilities and our founder member and MD is Pam Bennett. I'm walking today on the cliff top of Huntscliff at Saltburn and I'm starting the walk from behind the ship inn. It's a steep uphill climb and I meet many walkers on my journey to Skinning Grove and in this podcast I'd like to tell you about their stories and why they're walking up on the top of the cliff. So off we go then. It's a very steep climb up quite a few steps actually which is taking its toll on my knees however there is a signpost at the top of this number of steps this incline and i'm hoping that the bench is just beyond that i've now made my way up to the top of huntscliff i'm looking at a fantastic view of all the wind turbines and the old steelworks and then Surveying the scene, we've got the lovely pier at Saltburn and there's many people on the beach today. It's a very nice day. And I join a walker who tells me about his journey. Yeah, we started walking again with Walking for Health. Uh, I come from near Skipton, okay. just up here yes, for two or three that. nights. Yeah. And uh, we try and walk about a mile and a half, two miles every Monday yes. or Thursday mornings. Yeah. And of course, with this virus going around we've not been able to do anything but we got back we've done one walk a week uh, since August right. with about five walkers and a leader uh-huh. and they've all had to come up timed and, and we've had that little bubble going through and yes. uh, doing some of the walks yes. that we do but we've had about out of the hundred people that we've got registered in the group we've had about 40 odd that have turned up in various times on yes. a Thursday, a Monday morning or yes. a Thursday morning. Are these people that have some kind of disability then? Most of them do as you may have seen I've I'm only got one good leg I had, right. po- I had polio when I was a child. Oh. We've got other people with visual handicaps we've mm-hmm. got quite a few people including me who've had a false hip. We've got other people with cancer, we've yeah. got other people with heart problems, uh-huh. we've got other people, two or three people actually in various stages of dementia, or I ought to say the early stages of dementia really. So what do they call your scheme then? Ours is called South Craven Walking for Health. Okay, um, and that's part of a national scheme? It's part it? of a national scheme, it's run under the offices at the moment of Ramblers, um, and there's a head office in London, thank goodness knows why they have to have a head office in London, yes, but that's, that, a long that's, way. Where, that's where the Ramblers have got <laughs> okay. a head office. Right. Right. Uh, and uh, there's 350, 400 schemes throughout the um, So I'm, I'm pretty sure there's some walking for health schemes around here. I yes, don't know. Well, 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 we run one uh, right. with visually impaired people. Oh, right, okay. And uh, unfortunately, we're in the same situation yeah. because of COVID. Yeah. We've had to cancel all yeah. our walks yeah. now until next February. Really? So we'll just wait and see what yeah. happens. But we yeah. just do local walks in the yeah, local that's all area. Yeah, that's all we do. Because yes. where we are, south of Skipton, there's about five, six villages around us. Yes. And we do that. And yeah. then once a year we have a trip up Lake District. All right. Uh, and we do that. And we have a coach load goes up there. So yeah. that's been off this year. Yeah, yeah. And then once a year we have, um, on June the 21st, the solstice. Uh-huh. Or, 
near us there's a, a there's an edge with a tower up it yes. and uh, so we have about 60 people walking up to the edge Fantastic. on the evening and fortunately uh, as luck would have it right down at the bottom of the road there's a pub and an excellent pub and we have a pie and pea supper that sounds fantastic <laughs> lovely idea so, to end the yeah, walk. and then yes. we have a christmas christmas day lunch oh, and, and we always have a walk before that as well that's on yeah. offer so so if anybody wanted to contact your ramblers club um who would they how well, they, they wouldn't contact her. Well, if, only if you live in South yes. Craven, but there's other ones in North Craven. But the, the best thing to do is to go on to the um, Rambler, uh, well, Walking for Health. Walking for Health. Uh, Walking for Health uh, website. And yes. it's all in there. Yes. Have you walked? How, how far have you walked today? Today we've just done up for, well, we parked on the top yes, of Saltburn and Salt then Burn. walked down into Saltburn, did right. a bit along the beach and back, and then we've just come up here. So we've. we've with, uh, I, I would know, say that's probably about two kilometres, isn't it? Uphill and down dale yeah, as well. It'll, be, it'll be about walk. three mile by the yeah. time we get back. You've, you've uh, done fantastically well yeah, here on such we a warm three, day. We came up yesterday and stopped at Sutton Bank. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah. Oh, it's great there. Yeah, yes. it was. Yeah. Yeah, we had three miles there yesterday. Yeah, so fantastic. Three today would be yeah. enough for me. <laughs> yeah, just proof to people yeah. they can do it. It do, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. If you don't yeah. use it, you lose that's it. That's it. That's our motto too. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks very much for talking to us My today, pleasure. and good My luck pleasure. with your walk. Thank you very much. You can count the number of hot days we've had on one hand this summer, and we've chosen one of them. <laughs> right. There's a flight of wooden steps now. I think I'm going to need the handrail for this one. First flight done. Looking out to sea now from this high position, I can see lots and lots of rose hips um, in the scrubland, absolutely untouched, big fat and juicy red ones. Right, hally ho, second flight coming up. This is a very steep one. <laughs> get in there, get in there now. Only about another 20 to go. Oh. Why am I singing Jack and Jill went up the hill? <laughs> oh. Very steep. Suantrobus has a lot to answer for here. Getting me as an oldie up these steps. Four, three, two, one. And I'm here. There's a signpost at the top here saying Cleveland Way to the right. I'm pointing out to sea. It says the Cleveland Way also. I presume that's not over water. It's over, over the beachway. Anyway, my hubby has found the beautiful seat that's been carved by Keith from Errington Woods fame in our last podcast. Right, I'm at Catasty viewpoint, Catastai viewpoint on the Cleveland Way. Um, the cliffs and sand dunes below are a haven for wildlife such as fulmers, the rare grayling and common blue butterflies and burnet moths. Vegetation includes yellow wart, pyramidal orchids, kidney vetch 
and field horsetail and other floras and faunas like I told you about the rose hips. Um, these long distance footpaths, some steeper than others, <laughs> here forms part of the Cleveland Way National Trail which was established in 1969 between Hemsley and Filey. I'm standing about halfway along the 110 mile route, that's 176 kilometres that those who do metric. This area of coastline is heritage coast and forms part of the North Sea Trail, a long distance path linking several countries bordering the sea. The cliffs to the east side rise to nearly 200 metres above sea level, uh, the highest point on the east coast of England. They are home to the alum industry which was formed between 1656 and 1863 and the landscape of the cliff is due to the quarrying that took place at the Loftus and Bulby works and those of you that know about colour, alum was used as an ingredient to mix with dye to make the beautiful purple rich colours that only the rich could afford at that time but it was actually fasting the dye to the claws so when they washed they didn't fade as much. Claws were a very very scarce resource in those days and people only usually had one set of claws unless you had money. I need to tell you a bit about the jetty here at Skinning Grove and that was built in 1880 and is linked to the ironworks above by the rail track which, is tra which transported goods to the waiting ships. During World War II there were some attempts to blow up the jetty to prevent enemy landings but they failed and today the jetty remains in situ. Um, it's a coastal defence for the village and um, I think there's some funding being sought for some restoration work to it and it's an iconic landmark of this northeast coast. Looking more inland um, all the harvested wheat has been taken in. It's all neatly rolled up into bales and it's great to see that there's no plastic on them this year. Normally they're wrapped in black plastic but this year they're left out to the elements and the field itself is a beautiful fawn, light brown colour which contrasts very nicely with the lush green grass that we've got, um, the pathways that run beside the fields. We're just here um, on the cliff top, just opposite where Bulby Mine is. I'm looking out to sea and there's a yellow and white boat uh, moored just off the cliffs. And apparently that's the boat, I'm so informed, by Sally Bunce, who's with me now, who does a lot of spotting of, of marine life yeah. around this coastline. Would you like to tell us a little bit, Sally, about what you do? Yeah, well, we're spotting for the Wildlife Trust, Tees Valley Wildlife Trust. Um, we've currently got pods of about six or seven minke whale just off stairs and further along at Old Nab there's uh, another pod of about six or seven. We've also currently got about 150 seals in the water just off stairs. Mm. We've got pods of bottlenose dolphins yeah. passing every day. I also am a marine mammal medic which means I um, take care of any seal pups that need that any care. Washed up, yeah. Get washed up. Um, should we ever get any of these whales come yeah. ashore? Um, we're trained how to refloat them. Yeah. One of my main things is collecting the litter yeah. and that's getting washed in by the tides yes. and tangled up in the seaweed because obviously these, this marine life we've got here mm. now 
is having to basically battle its way through tons of litter yeah, that we yeah. can't see. And you were telling me earlier on about the plastics and the PCBs that the, the whales are actually consuming, which yeah. is having an effect on their fertility. Absolutely. As plastic breaks up in the ocean and becomes smaller, um, there's a greater chance then of becoming ingested by seals and whales and dolphins. And these PCBs, which are oh, mainly in older plastics, because mm. they're pretty much banned now, yeah. um, have an effect and that they make them infertile, which means then that this, these marine wildlife can't breed. Right. And there's evidence of orca off Scotland have not managed to breed now in 20 years and they're Goodness. just basically waiting to become extinct to that pod. Yes. Um, because yeah. they can't breed anymore. Yeah. Yeah, our wildlife in the seas is struggling, isn't it? Around it, the, especially around our coastlines, and also the uh, big industrial fishing um, vessel called the Margris. Yep, that, absolutely. And an impact that will have is, I mean, it takes thousands and thousands of tons a day of fish out of the sea. And what we're finding with the seal pups, normally they would only go five or six hours in between being fed by their mum, but because their mum is having to sometimes swim further afield, they're getting left ashore for right. two days at a time. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, because mum is having to go so far to find the fish, which mm. then means the pups are open to being disturbed by people, yeah. attacked by dogs. Yeah. And the British Diver Marine Life Rescue had 1,500 call-outs last year. Oh, that's a lot. 90% of them to seal pups. Yes. And that's a huge amount. And it's because they're ending up left alone a lot of the time that's, on the shore because right. mum's having and, to go. And they do look so cute and the kids gather around them and, and yeah. obviously the family dog as well. But they do bite, don't they, Sally? They, they do bite. And you think they don't ever clean their teeth and they've got rotting fish on their teeth. Yeah. So you can end up with some serious illnesses. But 50 metres is the recommended distance to go to a seal. And if a seal is looking at you, mm. it's frightened. Yes. It's yeah. not being cute. It's terrified. And seal pups are terrified of people. And if you cause seals to stampede into the water, they yes. injure themselves as they cross over the rocks and things. Yeah. And then those wounds can get infected. Mm -hmm. So really, although they look wonderful, mm -hmm. try and stay, keep your distance. Yeah. Yeah. But you're counting whales as you're walking along with your dogs every day, aren't you? I am, yes. And um, the dolphins. Yeah. So yeah. Do, you, do you think, have you seen any more this year than you would on the average year? Oh, lots, lots more. I, I'm on the lifeboat at Stays and the other day okay. we were out training and a pod of 30 dolphins came towards us and mm. swam with us for about 20 minutes and they had calves, which was just fabulous to yeah. see. But the number of seals off stairs has never been seen before, the sheer volume of them, which wow. is absolutely fantastic. It is amazing. And, and that's, again, because there's been herring drumping out the water, there's that yes. many of them, and that's brought them in. So do you, is it because the herring are coming further south to warmer waters? Or? Um, it's quite possibly because of the um, lockdown and the fishing fleet weren't allowed out earlier oh, on in I the year. See. It's right, quite yeah. possible that the fish stocks had recovered. Yeah. Um, that's how quickly things can, can reverse. reverse. But so sadly now we've got the super trawlers coming across yes. before the new legislation comes in to yeah, sort of to, to get them. as much as they can. Yeah, yeah. So let's really hope that sad. happens very soon, eh? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> e, well, thanks so much no for talking problem. to us. Like, that was really informative. <laughs> yeah, where have you walked from today? Well, to be honest, we've parked up on Marine Drive yes. in Saltburn. Yeah. And we've walked along the uh, seafront. Okay. We've got an ice cream and a drink. Oh, very nice. And then we're heading up this way. Yeah. We're aiming up to Warset Hill. Uh-huh. I'm going to go around Warset Hill and come round the bottom way. That's oh, okay. our plan. Yeah, so that's about five mile, isn't it? Oh, really? 
Or five or six. Up hill and down dale, eh? Yeah, yeah, it's quite, yeah? Uh, quite a trip. It's quite arduous, isn't us, it? Uh, for us all, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> You're doing very well, I tell you, and you've picked a beautiful day Wait, to do well. it. Oh, yeah, marvellous yeah? weather yeah? from that point of view, yeah. So what's your favourite part up to now? I think coming up this bit and, and being able to see over Saltburn itself, yeah, yeah. Redka, the old sort of steel works, that's quite a good view. It is. And also the cliff, I'm not sure what cliff it is, do you know what the name is? Yes, it's the Nab. The Nab, is it? Yeah, yeah. So to see the Nab. Yeah. And I'm guessing that's Warset Hill up there. Yes. Yeah. So it's nice to see it all in yes. a panoramic. Yeah, yeah. on a fitter day you might think, oh, I'll go to Skinning Grove and see what's down that way. That's right, we'll um, have to go sometime. Yeah. It's interesting, a little museum there. So, right, yeah, right. I'm hoping well, to go I, into I there. I to see that. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I see you're looking at the rose hips, which are, are growing in abundance on this cliff top. Do you make rose hips syrup? No. There's a, no? there's a reason that we're looking in this bush. Okay. And that's because we're geocaches. Oh, geocaches. So you, you're trying to find something. We're trying to find something. Oh, right. It's yeah, like so that's like with coordinates, isn't it? It is. Right? So you know yeah. about it. Yeah, right? I do know a little bit yeah. about it. Yeah. So there's, oh, there's something right. in this bush and we yeah. haven't been able to find it just yet. Okay. You've, you've muggled us. Ah, know. maybe I've muggled it, so. yeah. <laughs> maybe so. I've been sent to, to stunt this ah, finding. That's right, yeah. So that, that's why we're looking at No, we... Uh, when uh, my lady wife here, Marion, was younger, yeah, uh, used to collect rose hips, okay. you know, for school. Yes, she used to make yes. rose hips for, That's uh, right. for uh, coughs and yeah. Stuff. It's full of vitamin C. I've just made yeah. some actually myself, right, and uh, right. I put some lemon in it. Oh, and, yeah. and make it reduce it down so it's like a syrupy yeah. consistency yeah. and it's you really put a nice. Bit of honey in as well. Yeah, like a pop, oh, I put a bit of orange in it. It's oh, really right, nice right, on right, your yeah, porridge, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it really what, what is. Is it any good against COVID? I don't know. Oh, we live in hope, don't that's we? Right, there might yeah. be a cure in those rosettes, you never yeah, know. Thanks very much for talking yeah, to no, us today welcome. and enjoy your walk. Yeah, thank you very okay, much. Okay, bye bye. Bye bye. I hope you enjoyed your walk today. I've certainly met some interesting walkers, haven't I? I will now take this opportunity to explain briefly what a geocache means. Well, it's a game. You sign up to it on the website. The player hides a small box in the undergrowth or in a crevice and the box usually has a gift in it or a little fossil or something like that with a pen and a notepad. Um, the coordinates are given to the finder and they have to seek out the notebook and complete data information in the notebook. This is then returned to the player online. It's a fab way of giving you a destination or a purposeful activity on a long walk and you can find out more online at geocaching.com That's geocaching, G-E-O-C-A-C-H-I-N-G dot com. The National Whale and Dolphin Watch is a national organisation and they aim to raise awareness of the diversity of cetaceans in the UK and between July and August this year there was a voluntary effort by local people engaging with the Sea Watch UK Foundation. Their role was to help out and to document any creatures that they saw in the sea from the land or on a boat and it created a snapshot picture of the distribution of the cetaceans in our coastal waters. The volunteers gave up their time and it was documented that they gave up 123 hours in total. We have up to 30 different species in the UK waters 
and this is a preview of the results of the sightings for the Hartlepool, Redcar and Saltburn seas. We have 60 bottlenose dolphins, 2 harbour seals, 3 grey seals, 25 harbour porpoise, 3 minke whales and 13 white beaked dolphins making 113 identified sightings during the nine days of record keeping. If you'd like to know more about the Sea Watch Foundation or you would like to adopt a dolphin, you can find them on the internet at seawatchfoundation.org.uk That's Seawatch spelt S-E-A-W-A tchfoundation.org.uk And I've got some news for you. Sue Antrobus, who is the Tees Valley Wildlife Trust Green Spaces Manager, has written an 88-page full-colour guide called wilder community green spaces with the content featuring public green spaces where wildlife and people can thrive it's a comprehensive booklet and an interesting book you can order a copy online at www.teeswildlife.org and they are 10 pounds each or you can telephone for your copy by ringing this number 01287-636382 In our next podcast, Sensing the Wild December will feature an interview with Jackie from the Tees Valley Wildlife Trust and I will talk to her about the wading bird visitors and we will discuss if the red car wind farm is having an effect on the seabird habitat. Also, I will keep you up to speed with the Tees Nature Partnership and discuss some of the proposals for nature conservation going forward to next year. So until then, Pam and the GFI team wish you a fond farewell and a happy Christmas and until next time, please take care everyone.